0: Welcome in Longhorn fans. I'm Bobby Burton. I'm joined by Jerry Hamilton, who has uh, the view of the day, I'd say, there in South Florida. Uh, Jerry, this is a pregame Longhorn live stream. Uh, Longhorn's headed to Waco this afternoon, early evening, 630 tilt with the Bears. Uh, A lot of stuff to go over this morning uh, before everybody gets ready to go up up to Waco. A couple of things uh, that are very interesting, the line. Uh, in this game has moved from 15 to 17, almost in the last 24 hours, uh, 14 and a half to 17. Wow. Uh, a lot of lot of thoughts going on right now uh, as far as this is concerned. Uh, rumors are abound that maybe Baylor has a couple guys uh, out for this game. Uh, maybe it's a big betting syndicate that has put down a bunch of money. Uh, what the latest we're hearing uh, is the possibility uh that uh Baylor may be going with a backup uh actually a third string guy a transfer from Northern Arizona as their quarterback RJ Martinez uh <laughs> you know we this would be the second consecutive week that Texas the Texas defense has to ultimately uh play play it by ear and figure out who the quarterback's going to be uh on Saturday
1: evening yeah for sure i mean uh it, if the rumors end up being true RJ Martinez It's an Austin area kid. Um, I actually know a little bit about him. Uh, He grew up working with Jeff Blake, the former uh, NFL all pro quarterback who's worked with a lot of quarterbacks in the Austin area when he lived there. Jeff now lives down at Bradenton and works at IMG, gets guys ready there at IMG and for NFL draft prep. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, RJ Martinez, here's the one thing I'll tell you about any quarterback that worked under Jeff Blake. They're going to know how to play in the pocket. They're going to understand how to play in the pocket. Jeff Blake does a good job with those guys. Obviously, RJ Martinez signed with Northern Arizona out of high school. uh, And I I believe he's a freshman of the year out there. Uh, You know, he's 5'11", about 215 pounds. Uh, But again, his strength is going to be he will stand in and take a hit and he'll know how to play in the pocket. Jeff Blake's guys know nothing, no other way to play. Those guys understand how to play in the pocket. They understand how to play under duress.
0: I I tell you what, uh... The Baylor offense has been interesting. It's kind of been feast or famine a little bit for the Bears. Uh, they've totaled uh, almost 418 yards per game uh, at this point. Uh, about 168, uh, 67 yards on uh, uh, a game on the ground. Uh, they are a run-first offense under Jeff Grimes, offensive coordinator, whose birthday it is, by the way, for for wow. uh, for Baylor. I'm sure he wants nothing more for his birthday than a win over the Longhorns. Uh, but it's been a, a trial by fire for backup Sawyer Robertson, who was inserted into the starting lineup after Blake Shapin, a two-year starter for the Bears, went out with an MCL injury uh, against uh, uh, Texas State in the opener. Uh, Robertson right now only 28 of 62 for the season uh, for 445 yards. He's only completing 45% of his passes, three touchdowns, and three interceptions a couple of things about him if he is the guy if if Sawyer Robertson sticks that low percentage rate passing however he does have a high yards per catch almost 15 yards uh, yards per catch so he's not a move the sticks guy which is what Baylor traditionally has been under Jeff Grimes and so they may be going to Martinez uh, who uh, had a really good freshman campaign at Northern Arizona uh, he started, uh, I think, 12, 13 games for Northern Arizona uh, a- out there in Flagstaff. Um, an Austin-area kid transfers back through the portal to to uh, B- uh, to uh, Baylor. Uh, he's only three of eight on the year, So he doesn't have many throws, but he's definitely more of that uh, keep everything in front of you, accurate passer. He's completing 60, uh, 60% of his uh, passes right now. The other injury news for Baylor right now, and that we are following is whether or not Dominic Richardson, uh, yeah. the uh, running back uh, who is uh, played a couple of years at Oklahoma State, and was the lead running back for Oklahoma State, is now the lead running back at Baylor. However, we don't know if he's going to play on Saturday either, according to David Smoke, who we had on our uh, uh, coffee and football live stream yesterday morning. Uh, that being said, Richard Reese was, uh, I think, the Big 12 offensive freshman of the year last year he can uh, out yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. That they won't have a problem at running back per se. It just may weaken them a little bit. Uh, Reese and Dawson Pendergrass, the two uh, guys expected to get, carry the bulk of the load uh, for Baylor today.
1: I, I think the interesting thing, if Sawyer Robertson can't go, they may lose the quarterback run game a little bit. I mean, yeah, Robertson's yeah. a six foot, two hundred and twenty pound guy. That's a pretty good athlete. Obviously, father uh, was a Major League Baseball draft pick. Really good athlete all around. R.J. Martinez more of a pocket passer right I mean he's not a guy that you're ne- especially Bobby if they're down the quarterback three that I'm guessing their quarterback run game stuff's out the window I, I mean because you can't sustain another injury if this ends up being the case um, well, now, obviously you could put robertson in and they may if he doesn't play he may just not be 100 percent uh but i I think the quarterback run game stuff will go away uh if if, if it's Martinez instead of robertson Got it. Uh, Well, I mean,
0: look, I think that that we've got to see this will be the second consecutive week, potentially, Jerry, where Texas has to worry about a different starting quarterback than they planned for. Yeah. Um, And maybe, you know, if they can get good uh, ability or good, good, uh, good feedback or or good, uh, just a different look than maybe what Texas is wanting to do that, uh, you know, maybe Texas spent all this time preparing for the QB run game today. And now that might, get, that might get deleted from the yep. game plan, right? And so yep. uh, what does that mean? I mean, it's very interesting uh, that Texas has had to go through this. Uh, at receiver for the Bears, Jerry, uh, a couple of guys to make uh, note of. Ketron Jackson, uh, the young man out of uh, Royce City, originally East yep. Texas guy, uh, transferred in from Arkansas. He currently leads the ba- Baylor Bears. He's number uh, 11. Uh, you'll see him tonight, number 11. Uh, big, bigger guy. He's gone for 10 for 168. Uh, One sixty eight. That's 16.8 yards per catch. Hal Presley is a return uh, from last year. Eight for 155 for him. And then the tight end. They really like their tight end in this office to try to dump things down to and keep moving the chains. Uh, that is Drake Dabney, who's a fairly good uh, pass-receiving tight end. Eight uh, for 139. Uh, again, 17.4 yards per catch. Those are three. their top three guys all averaging at least 16.5 yards per catch.
1: Yeah, I think what's interesting about the receiver position, I I saw both those guys in high school, obviously. How Brett Presley was at um, Mansfield Summit, a very talented program. Both of those guys were SEC guys that transferred back. How Presley was committed to Auburn, they went through the coaching change. Keytron Jackson picked Arkansas over Texas at the time. Uh, Texas actually probably would have taken him uh, Kendall Browse and those guys won out for him. Then he transfers back to Baylor. Uh, Hal Presley has big play potential. I mean, not necessarily 4-4 speed, but 50-50 ball winning capabilities. Uh, I think the interesting thing that, Bobby, to your point is, they want to throw the ball down the field with those guys. Those guys aren't necessarily just going to rip and race past you, though they're not those type of guys, but they're strong physical guys who can win 50-50 balls against attached coverage. Um but that, yeah, that's interesting about them that they have two former SEC guys, uh, commitments and players at wide receiver uh, starting uh, for the Bears, and, and, and they're good compliments because you mentioned Dominic Richardson. Um, he, he was their leading rusher when he went down well, with the, got hit on the knee. So him and Reese were a good combination because Reese is more of the speed guy, Richardson more of that banger power guy right that they really used against uh, Utah I think he took a hit on his knee against Utah uh, by the way UT boy good morning good morning to everybody I love I love everybody uh, uh telling where they're checking in from I had some questions about some recruiting stuff which we'll, which we'll get to I'm sure
0: yeah absolutely I'm looking at the defense uh Jerry and you and I previewed this a little bit earlier in the week they're really led by their linebacker group uh they uh, Matt Jones and Mike Smith Jr., the transfer from Liberty, are the team's two leading tacklers uh, with 17 tackles and 15 tackles apiece. Uh, the next two on the list, both safeties. So they're strong up the middle uh, and uh, are funneling uh, the, the ball to where they want it to go. Uh, I just think that they've had problems uh, scoring points. They're 1-2 and two on the season, the Baylor Bears are, uh, with a surprise loss out of the gate to Texas State. Uh, then they played uh, Utah, uh, nationally ranked Utah, to the very end. Uh, Utah had to break up a pass in the end zone uh, to secure that victory against Baylor. Um, By comparison, uh, this Baylor team, one and two, not exactly um, what they wanted to be coming into the game, but still, uh, they have some guys. Here's one name to keep an eye on, though, by the way. I want to mention this. Uh, Their sack leader so far this year is a former Longhorn, Jerry, Byron Vaughn, the former uh, young man out of the Fort Worth area, transferred from Texas to Utah state. Uh, he is now their sack leader with two sacks on the year. Uh, another uh, defensive lineman, TJ Franklin also has uh, leads the team in sacks. He's got two on the year as well. Franklin, of course, a fifth year senior out of temple. Jerry, I, Jerry, you can't hear me. I, I, I'm sorry about that. Lost you there, buddy. Um, hey, uh, Matt, Matt, uh, matt our producer is going to help me uh, go over some stuff here uh we got some questions pulled up uh as we can uh as well as possible uh let's go let's go to some comments and questions uh on the longhorns today i'm sure jerry uh, will join us back here in a minute uh, you can't get away with an ocean view uh guys like jerry had and not have something to, uh, be a hiccup uh, is this year's defense on pace to be better than the 2017 defense? I don't think there's any question uh, that it is. Uh, it's it's more well-rounded uh, in my opinion. Uh, better coordinator, less feast or famine. Uh, they're not. While they've given up a couple of big plays, one to Alabama or two to Alabama and one to Wyoming, they've for the most part kept the ball in front of them, uh, at, if at all possible. Uh, so I really believe uh, that that's going to be uh, something that that the Longhorns have to have to really look at and see what they can do. Um, It's going to be interesting uh, whether or not Texas uh, at at this point, uh, what we're reporting is there are rumors out of Waco that, 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 the Baylor bears may be going with a third string quarterback. Do not know that to be true hundred percent yet. uh, But there may be a reason that the line, the, the line in Vegas went from 14 and a half this time, 24 hours ago to 17 uh, this morning, uh, so be aware of that. Uh, and that's, that's the way it is. Uh, so we're going to be watching that and trying to see exactly what's going on, uh, as it relates to, uh, the Longhorns, uh, this evening, uh, in Baylor, uh, headed to Waco. Uh, the over and under on the, on the game tonight is 48 points. Uh, the Longhorns attempting right now, uh, to, uh, really just try to play within themselves, The focus is largely on what the Longhorns can do on offense. We've talked a lot about already about what Baylor is going to try to do to Texas on defense. Baylor and their defense is a different story. Which Quinn Ewers are we going to see tonight? Which Texas offense are we going to see tonight? Is it going to be an efficient one? Is it going to be a big play one? Have they learned uh, how to protect the passer from a year ago when, frankly, uh, Dave Aranda's defense had had its way with the Texas offensive line until Steve Sarkisian uh, decided uh, to push the push the uh, envelope and just run it 22 straight times uh, against the uh, Baylor defense. Those are the questions that we're going to be looking for and wanting to wanting to try to figure out. Uh, Jerry Hamilton, we lost you there for a little bit, buddy. You had to switch your view. Uh, sure. they, the, the gods just wouldn't let you. Have that sort of you and tempt everyone else. I I know. I
1: I know. Sorry, man. Yeah, we lost some connection there at the uh, uh, hotel, but we're back now. Um, Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very interested to see um, what Baylor does defensively against Texas in this game. Bobby, I kind of lost track of what you're saying there, but um, um, I'm very interested to see. You know, Ian Boyd said yesterday afternoon on our live stream that Baylor doesn't run a ton of the flyover defense, right? Right, no, they don't. They but don't. we'll see some elements of it today. That there's no doubt. Some UT boyhead in the Waco. <laughs> I'm surfing. No, I'm not surfing. Um, I am. I am gonna. I'm gonna chill out on the beach for a couple hours after this, though. <laughs> hey, Jerry.
0: A uh, co- question came up: This Texas defense compared to the 2017 group. I, I think that they're more talented across the board and have more depth. You, you agree with that content or that uh, concept?
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think the I think the one thing that's impressed me this year uh, defensively is um, the depth that D-line D has, has been more so than even we thought. We Going into the year, Bobby, we said, okay, uh, Byron Murphy's going to be good. Alfred Collins can be good. Tavondre Sweat's going to be good. We've gone from that to Alfred Collins is playing at, at a draftable level, right? It's not, it's not always about the tackles and the box score, but he's playing at a high level. NFL scouts like what they're seeing. Vernon Broughton is more disruptive than he's been. He's a better player. Trill Carter hasn't even been healthy. We're just starting to see him a little more. <clears throat> so you're start, they're really starting to build this depth on the D-line. And then with Ethan Burke's emergence, Justice Finkley obviously is an improved player against the run. Uh, you know, the, the Chris Ross injury, now we get to see Jamon tap. We get to see this development uh, start to happen. So, yeah, Bobby, I, I agree with that. The young linebackers. Um, I think are going to keep coming on uh, for Texas, and that includes LaFowle in a backup role, right? Maurice Blackwell back today. Uh, Derek Williams, I think, is going to keep coming on at safety. The corner depth is there. Yeah, I think this the depth of this defense is a huge difference because there's no way a coaching staff can play guys this few snaps, even against really good G5 teams, if they don't believe they have tremendous depth. You just don't roll out that many backups.
0: No, you don't. And speaking with uh, Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and on three, this is the Saturday morning pregame show. Jerry and I try to get together every Saturday, uh, try to capture a little flavor, get everybody ready for some football action. The Longhorns take on uh, Baylor in Waco at 630 tonight. Uh, Make sure you catch our watch with us. uh, That starts at around 615 tonight. Uh, Aaron Hogan will host uh, myself. uh, Jerry, uh, Ian Boyd will be on. Programming note, by the way, for those of you guys that have sent in your well wishes to Rod Babers, um, Rod, d- Rod ended up not having a kiddo yesterday. Mm-hmm. They went to the hospital, performed all kinds of tests. After five hours in the hospital yesterday, Rod and his wife were uh, checked out. Uh, they, they. It sounds like it was a false alarm. Now he's still on watch for the next two or three weeks. Here, uh, I think her due date is right on the Oklahoma. Uh, Texas game uh,
1: Rod that about an hour before kickoff we'll get the text <laughs> <laughs> do. I did but he, now he he now yesterday is a sign that he I think he's right baby's coming before that uh Texas OU game but uh yeah yes there's a false alarm um but yeah now Bobby I think um uh, I think what'll be interesting about this game tonight is look Texas is a better football team than Baylor nobody's arguing that point the the question for for Baylor, and I think we know the questions for Texas. I mean, Texas is going to play, bring a, the B plus game, the A minus game, the A plus game. You know, they're going to bring one of those three games. I don't think Texas is going to go out there and throw the ball, uh, put the ball over the turf, and, and turn it over four times and play F game. I just don't see that. Not after last week, by the way, too. um I, I think it'll be interesting what will Baylor do in this game because they were competitive in the Utah game. Obviously, Utah had some quarterback injury issues with Cam rising, and then they had some quarterback issues in the game. Um, You were mentioning the linebackers when my feed went out. I I think the linebackers are actually a strength of theirs. I'm not sitting there saying they're going to be a combine testing group that are going to wow people, but I do think they're solid football players. And Aranda's linebackers are always solid football players. There may not be a Terrell Bernard on this team, but as a whole, I think they're a solid group. Um, but I think you can, if you can make them turn and run, you, you can beat those guys. If they're playing downhill, I think they're very good. The kid that transferred from Liberty is a productive player. I think it's Mike Smith Jr., Matt Jones on the outside. They're they're solid players, but I'm interested to see what Baylor brings tonight, um, because if it, it's a team that is not going to have a lot of confidence, right? They haven't played to the level to be a really truly confident team. So they're going to have the us against the world uh, mentality tonight. But even with that, are, Bobby, are they talented enough? David Smoke was on, and he just doesn't see the guys to make the plays against a team like Texas. And that's kind of where I come out. Um, but Wyoming didn't have the guys to make the plays against Texas either. Um, and, and they hung around because they choked the clock away. Uh, so that's the key. I, I think we know what Baylor's is going to try to do in this game especially if R.J. Martinez is the quarterback, you're about to see very, very similar stuff that what Wyoming did against Texas. The key is Texas didn't get Wyoming behind the chains. Um, I think Wyoming's offensive line is more experienced than Baylor's is. I, I think Texas can get Baylor behind the chains, and that would be forced to change the game plan.
0: Yeah. I, hey, Jerry, here's one that that I want to get to that I think is – that is important because we talked about the offense and the defense, uh, but we often leave, leave out a, a piece of the the pie here that just isn't uh, discussed enough. Uh, and that is the special teams group, uh, Texas, you know, E. Kim asking uh, so far this season, does Texas have the best group of special teams? Jerry, they they've got one of the best in the country. Um, they're solid on the, the kickoff game. They've been tremendous there. They've been tremendous. Number two in the country in net punting at this point with Ryan Sanborn and both Keaton Crawford and Keelan Robinson. Um, They haven't gotten to a punt or a kick yet. Uh, Burt Auburn's been reasonable. Uh, He hasn't been perfect. Uh, But all in all, I mean, this is a really strong unit for Texas top to bottom. Xavier Worthy is in the top 20 in the nation right now in punt return yardage, and you wouldn't even know that although he's hit, he has hit a couple of decent-sized returns.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, it, when when you hear Sark say we, we have the best, two of the best gunners in the country, and then you add on a punter like Sanborn, your punt game is going to be tremendous. I mean, it's going to be a weapon and an asset. Um, it, it, you know, Keaton Crawford made the play, obviously, uh, keeping one of Sanborn's punts in, out of the end zone. But when you have gunners like that, and you have a punter like Sanborn who, not only can kick it for average, but can kick it with trash trajectory and the proper aim, you're going to be extremely dangerous in the punt game. Uh, and I think they're close in the kickoff return game. Uh, I'll tell you the other thing that's been impressive to me, Bobby, is Texas from a, um, a scheme and idea standpoint in the kickoff game, Will Stone's kicked it short on purpose to see if Wyoming is going to bring it out. And they stuffed them on about the 12, right? 13 on one of those. So he's able to kick it in the end zone. He's able to change his trajectory on the kickoff game. So they have a lot of skill at the special teams with their kickoff and their punter. When you can directionally aim, you can, you can kick it higher and force a decision on the three or four-yard line by a team. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're cooking with gas at that point in special teams. And like you said, they've only come after one punt. I think tonight they're going to bring it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, it, it, they need to uh, because Texas needs to get out to a big start. One of the things that we've talked about, Jerry, is uh, the new clock rules and yeah. how they impact the game. Uh, Michael Ortiz asking, is saying, best to start fast with yes. new clock rules. I definitely think you want to be ahead of the sticks and control the pace of the game. Um, and so a lead going into the fourth quarter can, va- can be more valuable than ever before.
1: Yeah. I, I think uh, there's two ways that you look at this, uh, what we're finding about the out about the new clock rule. Yes. Getting up on teams early really puts pressure on the opponent. I mean, really puts pressure on the opponent, but two, I, being able to run the ball when you want to run the ball is huge to close out a game, huge to close out a game. Because if, if, if if a team is down and you're able to run the ball on command, then those teams have a very difficult time coming back on you because you could just, you could just chew that clock up in the last seven minutes of a game. Uh, So I think that's the thing. And I, and I've said it before the year and I maintain it. First down run defense has never been bigger in in college football, Uh, especially If I'm trying to attack Texas, I'm fine with second and eight. I'm almost fine with third and six if I'm playing against Texas. And on the flip side, if I'm playing against Texas, not that you want to stack a light box against Texas, but I'd invite the run because um, that's really would test Sark's patience and what he ideally wants to do. And if I'm playing against Texas, I have to be able to run the ball enough to control the clock. And then I'm, I don't mind if you run the ball on me as long as you don't run it down my throat because that game clock is going away fast. At that it game. will condense, yes. It will condense. That's the way I would play Texas because that limits the big play players for Texas in the past game.
0: Speaking with Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas uh, on three, uh, Jerry and I work uh, with InsideTexas.com. If you haven't, uh, don't have a subscription to InsideTexas.com, uh, you should consider one right now. Uh, We have a special going on uh, right now that is $1 for two months. Just $1 for two months. You have to select the monthly offer and use the promo code OTFIT23. That's short for On Texas Football, Inside Texas 23. Uh, Guys, more than a couple hundred have already taken us up on this offer. Uh, That's one of the reasons why we're continuing it. I hope you guys are pleased with what you've read. Uh, Literally 10, 10 articles plus Uh, per day, not only from Jerry, myself, uh, but also Joe Cook, our beat reporter, Justin Wells, Eric Nolene, Paul Wadlington, who was on the Saturday conversation with me earlier today uh, as well. We've got a a group of guys there uh, that are among the best. Ian Boyd, uh, another one uh, as well. All right, uh, Jerry, this is an interesting question for me. In my opinion, this is from Tyler Davis. In my opinion, Texas has played at best a beat plus game in Tuscaloosa. I want to stop with that. We'll go to the rest of it. change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
1: Think, you think Texas has only played a B-plus game so far this year? No, no, uh, I don't. I mean, and I know what he's talking about. He's talking about Xavier Worthy dropped the touchdown. Uh, Jonathan Brooks dropped the touchdown. Maybe the safeties got beaten coverage. But I, I I think the safeties in coverage is not something you're going to see go dramatically improve. I think the athleticism is what it is uh, with two or three of those guys. Um, And I think you'll see Baylor try to attack those guys, hash the boundary tonight, like Wyoming did. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I think Texas played an A, A A-minus game at Alabama. They they didn't roll in there and play a B-type, B B or B-plus football game. Uh, They just didn't. When you factor in special teams, when you factor in punting the football Uh, the Gunners, and everything that goes with it, being able to run the ball to win a game at the end, making big plays in the passing game. I think Texas has played an A game. Have they played their perfect game yet? No, they have not, Um, and and I, you know, if Texas is going to play a perfect game in the regular season, they need to do it October 6th.
0: Yeah, that, offensively, you know, they, they need to get going uh, on offense for sure, and up, up the, uh, up the in intensity and execution level overall. Uh, if Texas plays an A plus game today, I'd, it depends what it depends also what Baylor does, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not a one size fits all, so you have to. I I, I, I hesitate really uh, to to put that answer out there for you, Tyler. Uh, but uh, I I would say it really depends on those guys, uh, Jerry. This one coming from Daniel Kinnaman. We talked uh, before we got on air here today. Uh, about uh, Trey Owens and his game. I believe it was on Thursday night. Uh, some other Longhorns in action. I know Christian Clark and his team were in action, I believe, on Thursday night as well. Uh, they won. Uh, uh, should be about halfway through the high school season from Daniel Kinnaman. Any high school risers you like at this point?
1: Um, I'm not sure there's anybody that really jumps out at me. Um, I, th- I think we've mentioned before you know, that San Antonio area has good safeties in the 2024 class. Um, the kid, Dante Carter, Cibolo Steele, I, I think is a very good player. He's one of those guys that Texas and TCU both went by multiple times in the spring to look at. Um, he's a guy who I just think you continue to keep tabs on, right? Um, it, it, but then the safety obviously committed to Duke as well. Then Miles Davis committed to AM. and uh, So those are guys that I, I, I just think that area has some really good safety play. Uh, but as far as one guy that's just jumping out to me right now that's maybe committed to a smaller school, I, I'll, I'll take a lot bigger look at that this week. We're getting to that point where I start looking at some of that stuff, but not really off the top of my head. Is there? It, there's definitely not a Jelani McDonald out there for me right now. I'll say that.
0: Got it. Or Warren Robertson even. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, from UT boy wants to know if Jante sees the end zone tonight. You know, Texas better get out to a lead uh, because. I tell you what, Sark's not going to just – he said it in his Thursday presser, uh, Jerry. He's just not going to to put guys in uh, to be putting them in and making sure they get face time on the offense. Uh, when he puts them in, they've got to produce. Jonte, of course, dropping that ball on, on uh, last Saturday in his only attempt. Jonte has fine hands, not taking it away from him. The point being, with these reduced snaps, only 52 snaps, Jerry, in a game, That takes away opportunities from guys like Jontae Cook, who right now, obviously behind a guy like Xavier Worthy. I mean,
1: so, you know, it takes away some snaps. Yeah, uh, patience is required, and that means you have to be – you make the most of your opportunities, but, you know, don't think too much on it and take off without the ball. But uh, but to UT boys – question I think he gets in the end zone tonight is it gonna be him catching or, or is it going to be him celebrating again like that <laughs> he's getting in the end zone tonight though so. <laughs> I love that one hey well Jerry uh
0: <laughs> the, the, here's one uh from Mick Boogerball, uh Bobby Jerry over under baby <laughs> baby baber's first words oh you sucks <laughs> I I'd, I'd take the under on that one I think I think it's gonna be mama or Dada, uh if I've
1: that was my kid's first two words, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with that one, but uh, certainly appreciate I, that. It, I all depends on if, it all depends on if Rod Babers lets Greg Fokker M.D. around his kid. <laughs> hey, Jerry, who do you think is going to score TD today for Texas? Where, where do you think that's going? I think Baxter and Brooks both get one in this game, and that doesn't mean I just think it's going to be a run game, but I think running the ball inside the 10 when you want to run the ball – uh, I think Texas is going to do that. Um, you know, we're guessing here. Um, I'm going to go with i I'm going to go with another defensive touchdown today. Now, I, whether that's a strip score, um, you know, uh, whether it's a hitting the quarterback, ball bounces out, scoop and score, um, maybe another pick six. I think Texas is going to get another defensive touchdown today. I, I just think Baylor's offense um, is an issue for them.
0: All right, hey, uh, if you're just jumping on late, uh, and I know like. I A couple hundred people are. Uh, We need to update some things, Jerry, that you and I talked about at the outset. There's some rumors going on that uh, Baylor may be going with their third-string quarterback instead of Sawyer Robertson later today. Uh, Third-string quarterback, R.J. Martinez, uh, out of Austin's Westwood High School, uh, played at uh, his freshman year, true freshman year, at Northern Arizona, uh, where he uh, was a full-time starter. Actually led an upset of Northern Arizona over Arizona for the first time in Several decades, uh, so he is a uh, he is a, an interesting twist potentially to this game. As far as Cedric Baxter's injury update, uh, he is supposed to be full go according to uh, Texas head coach Steve Sarkisian, who met with the media on Thursday. Uh, he said that Baxter, in fact, had his best day of practice uh, on Thursday morning that he's had. In a couple of weeks, so oh, yeah,
1: I'll add to that it's funny. Funny thing, these recruits talk, right, Bobby? I was at Orlando Jones practice Thursday to see DeAndre Robinson, and Deontre and I were joking around, and just like, "Oh, Cedric's ready. He's ready. He's playing." <laughs> so, <laughs> anybody looking for the extra injury report, you can get that at Orlando Jones High School. <laughs> at, someone's asking if Robertson's dinged up. Yeah, there's been reports he had a little bit of an ankle injury. Sawyer Robertson, the Baylor okay. quarterback. We're not no, the Hey, Here's. Here's We're not the other team doctors to be clear. Well, and if you're just joining
0: us, if you're just joining us, the other thing to, to reiterate is that the line in the last 24 24 hours in Vegas yeah. has gone from 14 and a half Texas favored to 17. That is a big move in a 24 hour period. Yeah. Somebody we'll got some information. Something's happening. We don't know exactly what, uh, but something's happening. Uh hey, I, I got a I got an interesting guy. I made this comment that David Stone, the defensive lineman out of IMG Academy, apparently he's saying something I've, that I've talked about on Twitter. I I think that David Stone should probably worry about David Stone uh, and his his play on the field. Uh, I'm I'm just one man with an opinion. He shouldn't take me any more seriously than he takes the next guy, as that's uh, considered. So uh, everybody's uh, look, their look, Here's
1: my that. take on that. If that motivates him, great. That's what this is all about. Mo- motivating a guy who's very talented. Um, but, David, don't be the last one out the practice. First one off the field, man. Don't yep. uh, maximize, maximize your talent. I'd say that about any player. That's what this game's about.
0: Yeah. Hey, Jay Lee with the Super Chat here. I heard someone say we are last in the country in offensive efficiency. Do you know if that's true? Yes, it is. By some metrics, Texas is last. Uh, it's because of the big play offense and failure to be really uh, positive on first down. Too many first down throws have gone incomplete this year uh, for the Longhorns. They are not last in offensive uh, ability or scoring or any of the other metrics that also matter. Just offensive efficiency. Uh, so big plays negate that. Big runs on on uh, third and one don't don't count any. Like uh, the 70-yard run that uh, or 60-yard run that Jonathan Brooks popped off against Wyoming, it just counts as a third and one success, not as a big play that, that uh, makes you more efficient. So there are issues there uh, that uh, Texas is trying to get through. And, and Jerry, this, this speaks to the point of what we've talked about. Uh, what Quinn Ewers are we going to get this evening in Waco?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think a lot of it, though. I mean, I'm a little different. I mean, 13.4% drop percentage is way too high for Texas. I mean, so I, I think it's a collective thing. Um, I think Quinn can play better. I think the receivers, uh, running backs, tight ends, everybody can play better. Um, the key, That's the key with Texas. That goes back to um, um, it goes back to what the guy was asking earlier about saying Texas hasn't played an A game yet. And that's probably some of the things he's referring to is that whether it, people think it's Quinn, whether people think, okay, the receivers have to play better, running backs have to catch the ball, uh, offensive line can miss less assignments, no f- false starts on the first play of the game after an having an inning against Bama. They have to put it together as a whole, right? I mean, that's the thing uh, that I'm looking at because, uh, you know, Quinn could, make, Quinn could go out and play his best game and they could have five drops. Quinn could go out and not play his best game and the receivers are, are, are running open and you can't say they had to drop those balls. Um, you could have no false starts at Baylor today like you did at Tuscaloosa um two weeks ago so texas as a whole offensively uh can play a lot better than they have and, and look and here's the thing does sark change up his thoughts does he run the ball a little bit more early to set up quinn in the in that in that big play passing game tonight we're going to find out I'm, I'm interested to see what sark does offensively
0: hey jerry out. jerry i gotta ask this uh because we're getting news that uh Jarrett gibson the running back out of img academy that is committed to texas Uh, is likely to make his second consecutive unofficial visit to UF uh, this weekend. Of course, he grew up in Gainesville, so he's probably going home for the weekend. Yeah, I am him to play that, yeah. Yeah, that that can't necessarily be good for the Longhorns if uh, one of their key commitments is headed
1: uh, up to to Gainesville two weeks in a row. Well, we'll see. I mean, Senator Baxter went to two FSU games last year, even though he's committed to Texas. Um, You know, so we'll see how it plays out. But look, I've said before – and I'll keep saying it, if Florida doesn't recruit Jarrett Gibson through the whistle, then they, that's fireball offense. I mean, it really is. It's just like if Texas just let, not going to let DeCorey Moore just go to LSU. Um, you, you don't recruit that way. Um, and, you know, we can't we can't expect Texas to go after all these A&M commitments and DeAndre Carter and all these guys and did not expect Florida to go after Jarrett Gibson. Right. Especially a kid whose family lives in Gainesville. Um, who was one-time committed to Florida? It's very eerily similar to Cedric Baxter, who was a one-time Florida State commitment. He went back up to FSU a couple of times. The key with Jarrett Gibson is I uh, scheduled to be in—I uh, believe he's scheduled to be in Austin next weekend with Jordan Johnson or Bell for the Kansas game. If Jarrett Gibson doesn't show up next weekend, then maybe the, the, the discussion changes.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, all right. Speaking with Jerry Hamilton, InsideTexas.com. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, Also of Inside Texas and On Texas Football, you're watching uh, our pregame show uh, Saturday morning here, leading up to some big games today, Jerry, in college football. I mean, it starts early. Clemson and and FSU, uh, the, the Seminoles go on the road to Clemson. And I'm telling you, Colorado, Oregon, according to Ashton Holloman, Notre Dame, Ohio State to end the evening. That should be done
1: after Texas game's over. Uh, there's a lot of big games, right, Bob, Bobby. We we talked about this on the live stream Friday afternoon. This is a huge game for Dabo because people are already saying your program's slipping, right? And if Florida State beats them today, then that talk's going to fire up a little bit more. This is a big game for Dabo today. It's also a huge game for Marcus Freeman. <clears throat> Ohio State at Notre Dame, right? I mean that that's kind of what was what was the what was the knock on Notre Dame under Brian Kelly? Well, they got to the playoff, they got smoked. Right? Couldn't win the big one. <laughs> Couldn't win the big one. Marcus Freeman has a chance in year two to win a big one. And I, this isn't Ohio State under Urban or even the last three years, probably. But this will be a huge win for Notre Dame. Uh, Dion going to Oregon. Look, I mean, that's a huge game for Dan Lanning Now he gets the chance to be the first guy to beat. Deion Sanders and have a press conference after the game, right? So uh, – but I think the game – it's a huge game for Dabo in Clemson today, not just because Texas is recruiting Corian Gibson, right? I mean, were, we were talking about Jarrett Gibson, now Tor- Corian Gibson on the flip side. It's a big game for Dabo because when people start saying your program's slipping, if you lose this game today and you already have two ACC losses, then that's going to – those talks are going to fire up even more. <clears throat>
0: yeah I, I I mean I'm of the opinion that Dabo's on the on the hot seat a little bit, not from a literal hot seat. like right. he's not gonna get fired, but he's got to reprove himself right now. It's almost like he's in that uh, area where Matt Brown was maybe in yep. two thousand and eleven and twelve. Uh, not that he doesn't have more talent than Texas had at that point in time. Colorado, Oregon is very interesting to me. Oregon, favored by twenty one. Colorado has, has shown that they can put up points on just about anybody. I'm, I'm surprised that Oregon is favored by 21. That's the 230 ABC game that precedes Texas uh, Baylor on ABC, Jerry.
1: Yeah, Travis Hunter, big loss, obviously, for Colorado. and On and, both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. He plays till you cramp. He plays till he cramps, right? Um, then the other thing, I think at some point people are just thinking at some point somebody is, is going to beat Colorado up front. I, I think that's what people are betting on. I think Colorado's done a great job masking the deficiency um, to this point, but can you mask it against Oregon, USC back-to-back weeks? We'll find out.
0: Got it. Um, all right. Hey, I want to get everybody's pick. I want to. I want to mention this now. I want to get everybody's picks in uh, for the game tonight. Uh, we're going to show a bunch of different uh, everybody's yeah, uh, in the Comment section.
1: Give us. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. We're going to do that.
0: Uh, Jerry, before we go there, though, uh, A&M and Auburn uh, play this morning as well.
1: Uh, big game
0: for the Aggies in college. Huge,
1: huge game. When we were talking about, I mean, A&M can't lose this game. Auburn's not very good this year, yeah. right? I mean, Auburn squeaked one out against against a Cal team that is not very good. No. I mean, this is not, I mean, look, you want to talk about hot seats. If you lose this one now, it's boiling. Bottom line. I mean, Texas A&M can't afford to lose this game. They're going to have recruits in the stands. This is one of their games they've been pointing to from a recruiting standpoint. Probably a couple of guys in the stands that Texas would like to flip. Uh, So, yeah, this is not – if A&M loses to Auburn, that means they'll have played really badly too. I just – I don't think they will. I think they'll score enough points to win that game.
0: Got it. Uh, Yeah, I think that that the A&M offense with Connor Wegman is underrated at this point. I, yeah. I really believe that. I think that he is such a good uh, and talented player. I would not be surprised if ultimately he's a first-round draft pick, maybe even goes 1-1. I'm, I'm just – I think he's got that kind of talent. The question is whether or not they'll actually get it out of him uh, in College Station because Jimbo – I don't know how else to say this other than something something just doesn't feel right about what's going on up there, and I'll – I'll, I'll bring apart a comment that someone else made. It almost feels like their strength and conditioning program is sketchy. Or yeah. something. something is not, they don't, they're not finishing. They're not, they're not growing and developing players necessarily the, the way they wanted to. And then you have somebody like Antonio Johnson's mom uh, who has a, a player uh, up in the Metroplex coming up. Antonio Johnson, obviously a, a four-year starter for A&M. Uh, his mom coming out
1: and yesterday saying, "My next son's not going to to A and M and Jimbo." Period. Yeah, I I think the thing is is um, there's not a healthy fear in that program, is the way I put it, right? I mean, people like, well, you know, Nick Nick Saban turned out all the five stars. There's a he- healthy fear in that program. I'm not sure there's a healthy fear in College Station right now, and that may be the head coach. That may be the strength and conditioning coach. What uh, what have you? But that team doesn't play like they have a healthy fear. Thing about Weigman is a lot of pressure on the NM offensive line. Now that's a kid that's had some concussion issues. They very much have to protect him because um, you you get another one, you get into some danger zone.
0: Yeah, I I'm just telling you, I, I agree with you. Uh, I just I think he's just a whale of a talent. I really do. Um, Good for and, him. Uh, You know, don't necessarily like to see him playing for the Aggies. Uh, I'll put it that way. Um, all right, uh, Jerry. A uh, couple other thoughts here. Uh, Texas actually has a big recruiting weekend, even though they're away from home. Uh, Brandon Baker, the big offensive lineman out of Modern Day High School in Santa Ana, Santa Ana, California, yep. expected to make his decision tomorrow. Can you handi- handicap that uh, for us? Uh,
1: Nebraska, Oregon, Ohio State also involved. I think that, and he's going to make that announcement about the time our live stream starts tomorrow night. By the way, okay, around seven o'clock tomorrow night. I'm pretty sure it's around seven o'clock central. Um, but yeah, I think look, if Texas wins out, here are the reasons why: Kyle Flood offensive line resume of development um, is one, and I think that's big. I, I think uh, SEC Texas moving to SEC is key and big. Um, I, I, I think Sarkisian has. Two decades of connections and relationships at Modern Day. Obviously, his son Brady Sarkeesian played the first half of his high school career there before going to Corona Del Mar. Um, I think Kyle Flood's done a really good job with the parents. Then Baker, on the I think on the father's side, there's family in, in Texas that lives in Texas, DFW area, I believe, maybe Houston, but I think DFW. On the mom's side, they're related to the Akana family. So Tassili and uh, the sister that plays played on the national championship volleyball team. So there's a lot going on for Texas. That Texas had him at the spring game, uh, came back for the official visit in June. The other thing he hasn't been—he hasn't been to Oregon since May, which I think is interesting. On that, and that's where his brother went to school. you right, right. And Oregon's endured a lot of—they've um, endured a lot of coaching change, offensive line coaching change over the years. It's just a program that's had a tough time having continuity. Right. Um, somebody's asking if. Uh, that If uh, Brandon Baker loves Nebraska, I mean, look, I think Nebraska got him on official visit. Um, I, I don't think Nebraska feels like they did enough to win it, but we'll see on Sunday.
0: All right. Uh, speaking with Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com and On3Sports, I'm Bobby Burton of On Texas Football and Inside Texas. Uh, this is the Saturday pregame live stream. A couple of notes, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Texas right now, we are hearing rumors out of Waco, uh, that the the Bears are considering a quarterback switch of some sort. We don't know and can't say for sure, but uh, that's what a lot of people are saying. That's, that would be if they do make the switch from Sawyer-Robertson to R.J. Martinez, uh, the uh, uh, transfer from Northern Arizona via Austin's Westwood High School, uh, it will be a little bit different. Ro- Robertson has an absolute hose uh, for an arm, but only completes 45% of his passes. Martinez uh, much more in that efficient Uh, area that the bears tend to like Uh, the reason we're saying all this and and, uh, that we believe that there could be some truth to the speculation, Jerry, the line in Vegas yesterday moved from 14 and a half to 17 in the last 24 hours. That is a big move. That is gigantic in the, in uh, the, uh, in the betting and gambling industry. Uh, so be aware of that. Uh, we've got about five more minutes here, uh, Jerry. That I want to go on and talk
1: to you a little bit about. Hey, hey, Bobby, I wanted to bring something up. Yeah, go for it. Okay, because people have been saying in the comment section, and I think it's true. We we totally missed a big game today. Um, it's Oklahoma State at Iowa State. <laughs> hey, what, what hey, Bobby, you, just, you know why it is? Because no matter what people think now, that's two of the best coaches in the Big Twelve in the last decade, right? Yeah. I mean, Matt Campbell, you don't win four coach of the years in your conference voted on by your by your coaches, by your peers, unless you're a tremendous coach. Mike Gundy is at an amazing run at Oklahoma State. The loser of this game today is, is going to be on the hot seat. And I know Gundy's a lifer, Bobby, but what happened in the portal, um, you, there's stuff going on, obviously. The loser of this game today in Ames is going to be feeling some heat. Well, they may, the they may be going. They, really they,
0: good they may be going over in the conference. Yeah, is the so, issue because right now those two offenses look anemic. Yeah, I mean, I, Iowa, State State scored, Iowa State scored seven. Yeah, seven against Ohio last yeah. week. Mike Gundy, who is known as an offensive innovator, scored seven against South Alabama at home.
1: Yeah. Spencer Sanders left to be a backup at Ole Miss. That says a lot, dude. It says a lot. Hey, uh, Starting role to be a backup. Hey,
0: uh, Zane Petty with a good good one here for us. Uh, And Jerry, this talks about you. And and when you're talking about that uh, incompletion ratio uh, of uh, Quinn Ewers or efficiency, Uh, even with the drops adjusted efficiency, Quinn is only 70%. Uh, Winston is 86%. Phoenix, 85% uh mays 84 percent the drops are an excuse guys quinn has to be more accurate
1: and play better well it's not an excuse it's a reality i mean zane it's a reality everybody has to play better and i'm not sitting here saying it, every i'm I'm not one to say everything's on one player when everybody's not playing at a high level it doesn't work that way in sports quinn can play better the receivers and running backs have to catch the ball the offensive line can play better Everybody has to play better. If everybody else plays better and your quarterback doesn't play well, then it's a different conversation. But this is a team game. And I get the quarterback gets the majority of the blame when things go badly. I get it. But you don't have a 13% drop uh, percentage in it not be affecting your offense. You don't have – I mean, that's just the reality of it. If everybody catches 100% of the balls and you still look like crap on offense, different conversation.
0: Jerry, uh, speaking with Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and on three, uh, we're about ready to wrap it up right in front of the uh, 11 o'clock game. So I've got one more question for you, Jerry. Does the news or the thought of uh, the change in the Vegas line, does that change your prediction this morning
1: for the Texas game against Baylor? No, I think I had what, I I, I think it was 37-13 or something. I still still stick with something like that. Um, I... Look, I if Texas comes out and plays a whatever we call a B plus A minus game, they're a much better football team. You know that that's just where I that's just where I come out.
0: Got it. It does not change mine because I think that the the reality of it is is that it doesn't change the defensive side of the ball for Baylor. Uh, I think that's their the strength of their team. All they are going to try to do is get to twenty one points, most likely, and try to keep Texas under twenty. Yeah, um, And so Texas and uh, Steve Sarkeesian and Quinn Ewers, uh, the uh, focus is on you guys, just to be fair. Uh, they come out, score 28, 35 points. Texas should win this game handily. If they don't, Texas will be in a dog, in for a dogfight. Of course, the, the line right now says that uh, Texas uh, is now a 17-point favorite. Uh, there may be something going on right now uh, within the Baylor locker room as far as who they're starting at quarterback or another injury. We're just not sure. Uh, but uh, that's where it's at right now. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy yeah. all of the college football. I mean, Jerry and I talk about this. We love college football. It's one of the things that we do this for a living for. We hope everybody goes out and has, has a great time tonight.
1: Jerry, you have something you want to say uh, before yeah, we recruit- let y'all go? Yeah, recruiting-wise, I mean, look, it's uh, Brandon Baker obviously announces tomorrow. Josh Lair announces tomorrow. Uh, The hard-hitting safety out of Fort Bend Marshall, we think that's Washington. Um, But, look, I mean, if Texas said, come on in, if they waved him in, he'd probably jump in. Uh, The mom prefers closer to home. I don't think he is feeling Baylor. It doesn't mean he won't commit to Baylor tomorrow. But I think the thought at Fort Bend Marshall last week when I was through there was that uh, Washington may be the favorite unless Texas made that late push. Uh, DeAndre Carter. Um, out of modern day committed to Auburn, still scheduled to come in next weekend. Weston Davis out of Beaumont United, the uh Texas AM commit still scheduled to come into Texas next weekend. Obviously, he may be at AM today. a&m's job is to try to get him and Ty Anthony Smith and those guys not to pick up the phone when Texas is calling. We'll see <laughs> if that happens. But so far, I can tell you this since the word, the news got out that Weston Davis is going to officially schedule to officially visit Texas, that hasn't shut down the conversation. The Weston right. Davis talk with Sarkeesian Flood and the offensive staff late this week and is still planning to come in. All
0: right. Uh, Jerry Hamilton, Bobby Burton. Uh, that's been this is, uh, episode of the Longhorn pregame and the Longhorn live stream. Guys, enjoy today. Have fun. Watch a lot of football. Uh, and uh, join us again at The Watch With Us. Aaron Hogan hosting that uh, beginning around 615 this evening. Uh, for Jerry, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching. Hook em.